The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. service for the first time. Welcome. Don't wait for any particular time. Obviously, God has laid his hands on you already. 
and God's work in you will be perfected as the river of the Holy Spirit is flowing just dive into it God works with us instantly, silently and what? and completely so just focus on God and God alone we welcome the internet church those joining us by the internet from all over the world welcome we welcome um, God's favorite house, Cape Town they should be with us right now online. Welcome, God's favorite house, Bejuleki. And you guys are <laughs> welcome. And God's favorite house everywhere. <clears throat> Praise the name of the Lord. Today, we're in part three of our series, Ask of Me. Next week, we will conclude it with part four. But today is a special kind of part three because we have a single God rule against service. And what God has begun to do in your lives, I mean, you know God has started already. He will perfect it in the name of Jesus. God would ask me, I was driving. What, you know, it's a good thing you've got is, 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 is impressing upon your heart that what do you want? You know? It's a beautiful place to be. My response was, let all the prayers prayed in this place today be answered. Yes. And I believe God for that. Heavily. There's someone in this place, the trend of your life has been, we shall see what shall become of you. Listen, they will see what God will make of your life. Just Just, just don't, you just don't be arrogant. Okay? Say to your neighbor, don't be arrogant, don't be arrogant. <laughs> the practice of persistent petition, of, or what we call the principle of continual coming, is, is, is what is at the heart of prayer. And, and Jesus teaches us the practice of persistent petition. We should persistently petition. Luke 11, 9 to 10. Luke 11, 9 to 10. The word of God says, this is the Lord speaking himself. So I tell you, keep on asking and you will what? And you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. It's, it's the practice of persistent petition. Jesus says, continue to petition, continue to ask, continue to knock and the door will be opened today in the name of Jesus. It's a major key to answered prayer. 
No matter how gloomy the situation is, no matter the odds that are against you or against us, this is the key to answered, answered prayers. Regardless of what your finances are saying, regardless of what the economy of Nigeria is saying, we will not give up on Nigeria until Nigeria turns around. No, you're not saying amen. If your neighbor is not saying amen, tell them I will, will deport you from this. And for many of us, there's nowhere to deport us to. So you better say amen. Nigeria will turn around for good. In, in one of his writings, um, D.L. Moody, in Prevailing Prayer, says, we are to ask with beggarly humility. We are to seek with a servant's carefulness. And we are to knock with the confidence of a friend. So we, we are to ask with, like a beggar that is desperate. We are, to, we are to seek carefully like a servant, not leaving any stone unturned. And we are, to, we are to knock with the confidence of a friend. And that is what God is saying to us at this time. In James 4.2, the word of God says in James 4 2 that you want what you don't have. So you scheme. You kill for it. You're angry with people. That's more than as far as scripture is concerned. You are jealous for what others have. But you can't get it. So you fight and you wage war to take it away from them. Since yet you don't have what you want. Why? Because you don't ask God for it. Isn't it strange that we go through things and we ask everybody else? We've asked, you've asked your uncle, you've asked your auntie, you've asked your husband, you've asked your wife, you've asked your cousin in Tokyo. Cousin in Tokyo. But you have not asked your maker. The number of people that, that, that I talk to and, and they are so burdened and they're like, oh, pastor, and they go on and on and on and on. And I ask them, have you asked God about this? And they're like, ah, come to think of it, I haven't to. Then you, you, you drove all the way from your house. All the way here. Ask God. You have not because you ask not. So God is challenging us today to, to ask to ask there's no need to be jealous about anybody's stuff just ask for your own praise the name of the Lord there's no need to be jealous about what anybody has just ask for your own and it is so powerful that we understand this that you know what I mean many times you know my wife comes to me and she says oh you know I need I need you I need you to get this for me I want you to get this for me and I know okay I can get it by God's grace. And, and I know she needs it. I asked uh, just one question. Have you asked God about this? And she used to struggle with this. Why should I ask God when, when you are here? What are you useful for? And I will insist that no. I am not your source. God is your source. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Listen, it doesn't matter who is paying the bills. Maybe the husband, maybe the wife for a season. But you see, whoever it is, that person is not your source. Ask your source. So, but you said, Pastor, my source has always been blessing me through my husband. But keep asking God. You'll be surprised. He will give you what your husband may not be able to give you. Ask of me. That's what God says to us. Ask me. Many times you go through a lot of pain. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. There are people here. The Holy Spirit is saying to you, don't doubt. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. Jesus says to us in John 14, 13, John 14, 13, he says, you can ask for anything in my name. How many things? Anything. And I will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, in case you didn't hear, ask me for anything. Wow. This looks like a blank check. Ask for anything. You see, when we ask people, again, back to the story of the husband and wife, you see, when you, when you see your spouse as your, as your source, you've greatly limited yourself. Greatly. Greatly. Why? Because a, a, a human being can only give you what they have. And to the extent at which they can be benevolent. Even in, in those days, when, when a king, when you please a king, all the king will say, ask me to half of my kingdom. Herod, <laughs> Herod, the, the girl dance, 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 dance. He's called and says, ask anything. Then he added up to half of my kingdom. <laughs> why, do they, why do you think they, they add that? Esther, same thing. Ask anything up to half of my kingdom. You know what words? As powerful as those kings were, they were limited. As wealthy as whoever you're looking up to is, they are limited. They are limited. But you see, when God says to us, ask the limit is not placed on us. God doesn't place a limit on us when he says ask. Psalm 2 verse 8, it says, ask of me, I will give you the heathen for your inheritance, even the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. Did you know, did you know, did you know that if this earth is in a solar system, right? Remember science, okay? And the solar system is part of a galaxy, right? The earth is one of the smallest objects in that galaxy. Right. Did you know that if God were to give 
every human being, one, one galaxy each, there will still be excess. There are only six billion people on earth, maybe eight now, thanks to And if God was to say, okay, because, you know, sometimes we put, we limit God. If God was to say, okay, okay, you, one galaxy. You, Femi, you take three galaxies. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, one you know, guess what? There will still be, the galaxies are there, yafu, yafu. And he, God doesn't just create waste because God says he knows every star in that galaxy by name. Everyone he knows by name. So, so, so when God says ask, the limit is never on God. The limit is usually on us. When God says ask, the, the limit is never on God. It's never on God. In, in Genesis 13, 14, God said to, to Abraham, come out, come out. And the Lord said to him, look as far as you can see in every direction. North, south, east, west, I am giving you the land. But the caveat is this. As far as you can see. I'm praying that you will not place a limit on your destiny. Based on the economic indicators. You know, some people, they use economic indicators to believe God. No, 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 no. And my God shall supply my needs. According to the federal government's budget, according to the budget of the United States of America, according to his riches in glory, through who? Through Christ Jesus. So, God doesn't put a limit on us. And do you know why God doesn't put a limit on us? God doesn't put a limit on us because there is no limit in God. There's no limit in God. There's no limit in God. So, do yourself a favor and take the limit off. God says, ask. Now, ask of who? Again, back to the story of the spouse. You don't say, ask your spouse. You don't say, ask your government. You don't say, ask your brother. It says, ask of of me. And who is speaking? God, the Almighty, saying, ask of me. So our faith is not in our abilities. Our faith is in our God. In fact, our faith is not even in our faith. Our faith is not in our capacity to have faith. You know some people, when they feel they don't have faith, they're afraid. The pastor, I'm afraid though. So why are you afraid? He says, I, I don't think I have faith. I have faith, you know. I said, so that's why you're afraid. He says, yes. I need to go and psych up myself and answer. I said, no, but you don't need to have faith in your faith. Just have faith in your God. Believe God. Just say, this is the challenge. Just say, this is the challenge. Don't, don't be in denial. I'm not saying you should be in denial. This is the challenge. But don't stop there. This is my God. Now step back. Do an air on Friday. Put them in the ring. <laughs> 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 you know, put them in the ring. So the issue of asking is, is never a challenge with God. 
God wants you and I to have the right motives for asking. God wants you and I to understand. And, and, and I'm going to unpack this thing for you in a few minutes. You need to, when you, once you get it, your life will totally change. You will be able to embrace what God has for you. Motive is so key to receiving. That same scripture in James 4, when you come down to verse 3, it says that even when you ask, the people that ask, that eventually end up asking, it says, you don't get it. Why? Because your motives are wrong. It says, you want only what will give you pleasure. All you are thinking about is how I'll get a big car. And I will, you know, some people, their, their, their prayer is so that they will buy a big car and oppress their wives. The woman has been praying for you. That you, that's their, how can God answer that kind of prayer? Your prayer is all you want to do is just to go to the village. It's almost December and spray money and just scatter everywhere. Dollars. Dollars. Come on. That cannot be a motive that works with God. You need to understand. You cannot say, oh, pastor says we should ask. I believe God has spoken. I, I received somebody else's husband. Can you hear Holy Ghost fire? <laughs> you cannot be receiving somebody else's husband. That's not the kind of asking. Uh, vice versa. You cannot be receiving somebody else's wife. That's not the asking. The motive is key. You see, God is not a vending machine. God is not a vending machine. God cannot be used. God is God himself. And we, not, we have to realize that. Even though it's made these provisions for us, we need to understand how to operate it. You see, because many times we come, we want to use God. We don't recognize God as God. So, except God is recognized as God, you are going to have problem with God. Let me say that again. Except you recognize God as God, you are going to have problem with God. Because you are going to discover that God is not your ass boy. You are going to struggle. If you, don't, if you don't accept that God is what? God is who? God is God. God is God. Many times we want God cheap. Many times we don't want to embrace God for who he is. You know, there's a store. When I get the opportunity to, or the privilege to, to, um, um, to buy spots, you know, I, I play spots. So there's this spots shop I, I like to shop in, you know. <laughs> I mean, um, so I go there and there are normal people, not usually very crowded, but they have a lot of good stuff. Then this day, I went there and I saw that the store was packed. I said, where are these people? Let them allow we that we usually come here. Do you understand that kind of feeling? <laughs> that where did they come from? You know? Why did you allow us to buy our own thing? And I moved closer. 
And I saw that the, 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 the um, sports authority was shutting down. So everything was on sale. So the place was packed. And I said, hmm, human beings. Who were these people? All this time that these people wanted customers. <laughs> but you see, sometimes that's how we are with God. When we see the full price, we run away. We go to shop wherever we can get him half price. On sale. God on sale. Just bring holy water and splash it everywhere. You don't need to obey him. That is God at a discount. They've discounted of obedience for you. That is the abalist mentality. Praise the name of the Lord. It's the abalist mentality inherited from our forefathers. So, the, the consultative mentality. Okay, so, God, I go to God when you have a problem, then it solves, it's like a hospital. They solve the problem, then do you go back to the hospital when you are healed? Ah, uh-uh. not. How many people have sent a thank you card to your doctor before? Let me see your hands up. See? I can't see. Okay, only one hand. Thank you card. The guy tried for you now. Just thank you card. We forget the guy totally. And that is how a lot of us relate with God. You see, if you work with God like that, there can be a lot of challenges. Because you will just be asking and you'll be wondering, what's going on? When you accept God for who he is, then you will see God as he is. Strong and mighty. Mighty in battle. So many just want results from God. I don't want responsibility. They want relationship with God. Many just want results. They just want a relationship. Ask your neighbor, what do you want? Results or relationship? A couple were on a journey and they were stuck and they met someone they both know who was stranded. Obviously, the person knew the way. Now, the woman had a beef with this person. You know what a beef is? Okay. I had a beef with the person. But the, the man packed and said, Ah, Mrs. So and so, do you know the way to this place? And the woman described it. It was complex. They didn't get it. But the woman was going in the same direction. And the husband says, why, why are you describing it? Just get into the car. And the wife said, No. And the husband says, do you want direction or do you want a guide? And the wife says, I don't like her. If you want to go back home, let's go back home. 
you know who won that argument? <laughs> they went back home. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a true life story. I've coded it so that. <laughs> they went back home. Why? Because the, the wife doesn't want the guide. Just wants the direction. And, and sometimes that's how we are. We, we, are we, don't, we don't want God to come into our car. But we don't mind him telling us how to get the breakthrough. But God wants to get into your car today. Praise the name of the Lord. He wants to get into your car. He he just doesn't want to give you direction. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be your guide. And for, for, for those of us that have a relationship with God, you have a relationship with God, praise God. But you see, I don't just want to have a relationship with God. I want to have fellowship with God. I want to talk to God and I want God to talk back to me. I mean, you can be in relationship with somebody and you're not talking. Do you know that? If you don't believe that, ask married people. They are experts at doing that. They can be in relationship for years. They won't talk. They send their children as emails. Go and tell daddy that food is ready. Go and tell your mommy that I want to eat for the day. <laughs> but they won't talk. They won't have a conversation. But they have a certificate. They have a relationship. They are married. But there's no fellowship. I just don't want to have a badge that I'm a child of God. I want to have fellowship with God. I want to hear him. I want to talk to him. I want to bring my my challenges to him. I want to hear him back. I'm praying today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that everyone whose fellowship has been broken will be restored. And there are implications when God says, ask ask of me. Implication is focus. Ask of me means look at me. Look at me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Ask. That's what it means. Ask of me. Ask of me means... You have to be humble because asking puts you in a place of humility. You ask, when you ask something of someone, it humbles you. You know, that's why, that's why the lady doesn't want the guide. When you ask something of someone, it actually humbles you. So when you say, when you come to God and you're saying, ask, and we are asking of him, we need to humble our hearts. Because if we exhaust ourselves, God will find a way to humble us. But if we humble ourselves, God will find a way to what? To exalt us. The way God is, is that God enjoys to be in a class all by himself. He enjoys to be in a class all by himself. That's why it is. Isaiah 43, 11 to 12. Isaiah 43, 11 to 12. says, I, yes I, you need to skip forward. Uh, I've, skipped, I've skipped a lot of things. <laughs> says, I, yes, I am the Lord, and there is no other Savior. says, first, I predicted your rescue, 
Then I came and saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. When you read that, what do you feel in that statement? You feel a God that is saying, that is bragging, but is worthy to brag. But I, I'm, the, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to save you. I'm telling you now, I'm going to save you. You know, when someone says, when God says, I'm going to beat you, say, I'm announcing I'm going to beat you, then they beat you, right? So God is saying, I'm announcing I'm going to, I'm going to deliver you from that sickness. I just want you to know, I'm going to deliver you. Then, once I deliver you, then I need to tell everybody that I've delivered you because I am God. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus that God will use your life to showcase his class in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody say, Father, use my life to showcase your class. Amen. So don't place a limit on God today, please. Don't place a limit on God. We should be content. And I'm all for contentment. You can't be content for what you have. But you should not be content for who you are. You, you can be content for what you have. But you should be content for, for who you are. You, you, you desire to be more for God. And that is where I'm actually going. We should always desire to be more for God. So, when we say ask of me, we are not asking just to get more from God. We are asking to be more for God. When we say ask, when God is saying ask of me, it's not a jackpot. It's bigger than that. It's, we, are, we, are not, we are not asking just to get more from God. Give me, give me, get more, give me, give me. I sit, get, how do they say it? Get all I can, sit on it, can, can rest. <laughs> it's bigger than that. We are not just asking to get more from God. We are asking to be what? To be more for God. We are asking to be more for God. We are asking to be more for God. Do you want a child? You are going to get a child. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anna asked for a son to be a prophet for God. 1 Samuel 11, 1 11. He asked for a son so that she can be more for God. God is going to give you wisdom, wealth, and victory over your enemies. In the name of Jesus. Solomon asked for wisdom. So that he can govern God's people. We are not asking just to get more from God. We are asking so that we can be more for God. God is going to saturate your life with favor. Say amen as if you mean it. In the name of Jesus. Esther asked for favor so that she can save God's people, so that she can be more for God. At a point, she was confronted by her uncle 
You have this favor. If you sit down there, don't think deliverance will not come. Deliverance will come. But that favor will be withdrawn. That's what he was saying. That favor is not for favor's sake. We are not asking just to get more from God. We are asking to what? To be more for God. God is going to anoint you today with the double portion of the anointing. Elisha asked for the double portion to represent God so that it can be more for God. He didn't ask for the double portion so that he can show off. He asked so that he can be more for God. Second Kings 2, 9-10. He asked so that he can be more for God. We are not asking just to get more from God. We are asking so that we can be more for, for God. God is going to bless you. Every curse in your life is going to be destroyed. And it's going to be replaced by a blessing. In the name of Jesus. Jabez asked for a blessing. So that he can become a blessing. He says, bless me and make me a blessing. He wasn't asking just to get more from God. He was asking so that he can become more for God. Praise the name of the Lord. He can become more for God. You are going to ask today, but I want you to, 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 many of us need to adjust our asking so that it can get the attention of heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. The presence of God is going to saturate your life today and beyond. David asked for God's presence. In Psalm 27 verse 4, it says, One thing have I desire, that will I seek after, that I may sit in your house, behold your beauty. Why did he ask? Why was he hungry for God's presence? So that he can love God more. So that he can love God more. We are not asking for more. To get more from God. We are asking for more. To what? To be more for God. Before you leave this place today, God will show you his glory. In the name of Jesus. Moses asked to see God's glory. Why? So that he can know God more. He wasn't asking so that he can get from God. He was asking so that he can be more for God. What are you asking today? What are you bringing today? What's your request? Is it to, to get more from God or to be more for God? There are people here, you are going to get mercy from God. Listen, God is going to show you mercy. The things that you deserve, that is negative, that you rightfully deserve because of your bad behavior, God will overlook it. The tax collector in Luke 18, 13 to 14, he asked for mercy. Why? So that he can be an instrument of mercy. He can be saved. 
We are not asking just to get more from God. We are asking so that we can be more for God. We are not asking so that we can just get more from God. You need to change and adjust that request. Yes, you are going to get your child. But it's so that you can be more for God. And the ultimate example, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you will walk in the will of God the Father all the days of your life. I'm going to pray it again. I pray that you will walk in the will of God the Father all the days of your life. Jesus, in Gethsemane, Matthew 26, 42, asked for the will of the Father. It was not his will. In fact, he says, not my will, but your will. Why? He's not asking to get more from God. He's asking because of you and I. So that it can be more for God. The reason you need to submit to God's will in your life is so that you can be more for God. So that God can walk with you. So God is not just doesn't want to just bless you. God wants to make you a channel of blessing. Huge, huge difference. Just, just, you've come here thinking, oh, I just want to pay my rent. God says, no. I'm going to give you an estate. I see the keys, actually. So that you can employ people. So that you can provide home for other people. You see, when we ask to be more for God, guess what? We end up with more from God. That's the beauty. When we ask to be more for God, we end up with more from God. When I asked, To be helping people, pay people school fees, helping people build their homes, helping people pay their rent. What I discovered is that I always had money to sort out my own stuff. Praise the name of the Lord. Just, just how God is. So today, as we come, believe me, we've prayed for you. God is going to turn your life around. Don't limit God. Don't be small-minded. Don't just ask to get more from God. Ask to be what? To be more for God. Ask more for God. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Oh, Father, that I'll be more for you, oh God. You are going to have that child. You are going to be filled with wisdom. You are going to have favor. You are going to have double portion of the anointing. You are going to have a blessing instead of a curse. You are going to have God's presence. You are going to have God's glory. You are going to have God's mercy. You are going to be filled with God's will. But you must be on God's side.
You must be on God's side. You must have a relationship with God. If you've lost fellowship with God, you have a relationship, you've lost fellowship, you must come back in fellowship with God. We are about to pray now. We are about to begin to ask. We are the, the floodgates of heavens are going to flow over us like never before. But you need to be on the right side. You are saying, Pastor, pray for me. I need to come on the right side. I want to be a child of God today. I want to be in relationship with God. Put up your hand over your head. Quickly. Well, well, well. Over your head. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Everywhere. Keep the hands up. Keep it 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 up. That is me. God bless you over there. God bless you over there. Oh, you're saying I used to be. God bless you, my brother. You say I used to be in fellowship with God. I, God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. I used to be in fellowship with God. I want to come back in fellowship with God. I, the fellowship was broken. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you. Put up your hand wherever you are. God bless you right there. God bless you. That's me. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you, sir. That is me. Even at the overflow. Put up your hand. God bless you. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I heard there's an overflow. If, 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 if you're at the overflow, put up your hand. God bless you, sir. That is me. That is me. That is me. I'm still waiting for you. You're saying, but, 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 but Pastor... My daddy used to have a church. I was born in the church. The fact that you were born in the bakery does not make you a loaf of bread. You can start your own relationship with God now. Put up your hand over your head. That is me, Pastor. God bless you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. At the overflow, keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. God bless you. Right there at the corner. God bless you. That is you. God bless you. Right there at that corner. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That is me. If you have the card, I want you to get up from your seat and come forward boldly. Take this step forward. Get up. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. If you have the ushers, please help them. You know, this can be a very conflicting period. You know, ushers, help us, help us, help us. Everyone you gave the card to, help them to come out. Let's clap, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Moza has taken my hand to the attendee. Oh, show me the way. From the overflow, keep coming. Keep coming, you're welcome. From the overflow, keep coming. Keep coming, my brother, keep coming. Keep coming, my sister. Get up. God bless you. It takes courage to do what you have done. It takes courage. It takes courage. God bless you. 
It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry, my sister. It's okay. God loves you. God loves you. My brother, it's okay to cry. God, God loves you. Keep coming. Keep coming. You, you've come. It takes courage to do what you are doing. It takes courage to take a step for God. You are taking that step for God. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming, my brother. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. I salute your courage, my sister. I salute your courage. Keep coming. Father, we pray for everyone who's outside, who's surrendered to you. We ask that you cleanse them, that you save them totally in the name of Jesus. Lord, let their lives be totally transformed beginning from today. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give us to you, Lord. Honor and glory we give us to you. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus. Oh. 